I am so glad that I waited the extra day. What is going on? Matt O'Leary back with Just Jets episode 160, the Aaron Rodgers episode. It is going to be a fun one today. We are going to get into Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, what we know, what we're waiting for, and how we are oh, oh so close. Before we get into the show, we got a word from our sponsors. This is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. Time for the upgrade on your game. Go to manscaped.com and use my code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off plus free shipping. Get yourself something nice like the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. All right, man, we have... What a time. Oh, my God, what a time. We're going to get into it. Uh, if you didn't know, I've been going live for nine straight days. Nine straight days of Aaron Rodgers' watch. Dating our way back to Monday was the biggest one, where we were on a live stream for six hours straight. I am exhausted. I am glad that this saga is reaching its conclusion. The biggest news is we know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, and it's been hinted at for a very, very long time. We'll go through the timeline, but we had some clarity from the Pat McAfee show experience yesterday. So he goes on the program to discuss and tell the world his side of the story. Apparently, since last Friday... Since, yeah, last Friday, Aaron Rodgers' indication has been that he is going to play and that he wants to play for the New York Jets. Now, Monday rolls around and you get the Trey Wingo tweet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Trey Wingo, formerly at ESPN, uh, now works for a digital company. I believe it's PFN. He tweets out that Aaron Rodgers is going to happen to the New York Jets uh, history is going to repeat itself just like in 2008. He's going. Now, players react. They think that's the done deal. Dove, Kleiman, Kleeman, whatever the hell his name is. He also he reposts that story. Some think that he's the second source. He's not the second source confirming it. He's just literally reposting Trey Wingo's story. No one else able to confirm it. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. It's like it's close. It's leaning that way, but it's not done yet. Then, yes, no, two days ago, by the time you were getting this, two days ago, we find out that Aaron Rodgers is giving the New York Jets a list. He is giving the Jets uh, a list of guys that he would like them to inquire about. Now, some interpreted that as a list of must sign, a list of demands, they said. It was a list of demands that Aaron Rodgers told the Jets they have to meet. And who was on that list? Alan Lazard, we'll talk about in a little bit in more detail in a little bit. Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. He today, or yesterday again, I'm sorry, I'm getting my timeline all uh, messed up here. I'm getting the timeline all kind of messed up. 
He confirmed that that list is BS. That is not the case. No dice. No good. That was not what ended up happening. He said they asked him his opinion on some guys, and he talked about, brought up Alan Lazard again and how good a locker room he, guy he is, how he does the little things right, the things that don't get appreciated, which is some of the things that I tried to bring up when talking about why I think he would be a good fit. Uh, he talked about how Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis are two of the guys who he's the absolutely closest with. So I'm sure he spoke glowingly of them. And then with Odell, he's like, who doesn't want Odell on their team? And, you know, when Odell's healthy and is actual on the field stuff, he's a very good football player. There's more to the story there. He wants 15 plus million dollars, didn't play last year and has two, C- two ACL injuries in the last three years. But w- for on-field health, yeah, Odell's a good player, of course. But he debunks the list of demands. But basically, the moral of this story is the mainstream media, as in Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, did not have a damn clue. So much so to the point that Aaron Rodgers, when he received a text message from Adam Schefter, he told Adam Schefter, nice try, lose the number. Was the response. He told Adam Schefter to lose his number. Diana Rossini came out with. The, she was the one who reported the list. And he basically said he told her the same thing. He Nobody knows what this guy's going to do. Except for him. When he comes on his buddy's show. Pat McAfee. AJ Hawk. Apparently AJ Hawk knew since last Tuesday. For over a week he knew that he was going to come back. And that he was going to come and play for the New York Jets. Nine days. This has been going on. No, and also the Jets and Aaron Rodgers did not meet for 11 hours. It was a nice four-hour meeting. Uh, Robert Sala was supposedly very intrigued by the uh, the darkness retreat, had questions there. They asked some questions on, on his opinion on guys. But also, like, shout out Nate Hackett because he's, he spoke glowingly. Shocking, right? He spoke glowingly about Nathaniel Hackett and how he's a good quarterbacks coach and how he's a high-energy guy and so easy to work with. I couldn't believe it on the live stream. If you tuned in and hopefully you did nothing ever comes up all jets, but everything with this has come. It's been a thing after thing after thing. They're like, I'll wait for this tab. It's going to blow up in your face. Doesn't the Nathaniel Hackett fell in line. Uh, he got out along with Robert Sala fell in line, obviously sold on Joe Douglas's plan. That fell in line, spoke glowingly about, you know, so Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, all those guys. How, how is this happening? And on top of all that, I don't know if how much you saw. I watched the whole Pat McAfee interview. He is incredibly, incredibly sour on how Green Bay handled the situation. So going into the darkness retreat, he was going in with the mindset that he was probably going to retire. It was like a 90% chance that he was going to retire. His words, 90% chance. He comes out of the darkness retreat. And he sees how Green Bay's handling it. He says, I'm, you know, the best player in their franchise's history. Um, you know, I won a Super Bowl for your for your team. I've, you know, won all these awards and done all these things for this team. And you're going to shot me behind my back? He didn't like that. He has a chip on his shoulder. The Jets are getting a motivated and a hungry Aaron Rodgers. It's not a, uh, you know, you know, I just want to, I want to make my money and you know, come back. He was pissed. He was wearing his Super Bowl ring and flashing it on the screen. He wanted it well known 
that he was going out guns a blazing, calling out every reporter and their BS along the way. It's all but buttoned up. It's not, we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers to decide why the trade hasn't gone through. No, no, no. He says, I've, to- I've, I'm, it's clear where I stand. The Packers are the one who's holding it up. The Packers don't have any leverage anymore. I've seen people try to say, spin it and say, oh, the Packers have all the leverage. They can wait as long as they want. They don't have to trade them until September if they don't want to. Eh, I don't know about that. Because Trey Wingo, who's someone that I'm going to trust with my life now, after all this, he gets it right. He says, oh, you know what? Actually, that's that's not the case. It's 99% done. It's almost buttoned up. And he was spot on about Aaron Rodgers coming back to play in 2021 and them getting Randall Cobb back. He was spot on about the Jets going out there to meet with him. He was spot on that it was going to get done a couple of days in advance. If there's anybody to trust on this story, Trey Wingo's dialed in. He's got it. There's no other way around it. And Rodgers loves it that way. And the media, and like, there's some talking heads who are like, they're, you know, they're in their feels about it. Like, oh, we live rent-free in Aaron's head. Uh, mm, I don't know. I, I think he had you all run in circles, live-tweeting Pat McAfee, a former NFL bunters show that he live-streams. And yeah, it's a big deal, but you, you guys, they were going nuts. They were going absolutely bonkers. Aaron Rod- I, I can't. I, it still hasn't sunk in. I have to pinch myself that Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, one of the most talented quarterbacks that I've ever seen play. It's him and Patrick Mahomes from a talent perspective. Obviously, Brady's the GOAT, but from just an insane level of play, it's Rodgers and, and Mahomes in no order. But he wants to come here, and he's motivated. He wants to prove them wrong. He wants to prove them, you know, their mistake. And he talks about, you know, drafting love, uh, them drafting love in 2020. And he talks about how he won the two MVPs with Nathaniel Hackett. Like, this is a guy, again, I want to make sure it's clear. It's not a guy who's, you know, the Jets are dragging him out. They begged him, please come. And no, he sees an opportunity. He wants to play, has a chip on his shoulder, is ready to go. Now, he wouldn't answer some of the fun questions. Like, is he going to wear the number 12? He said, there's a time for that. He's like, now's not the time for that. I'm telling my story. But, yeah, holy freaking, I almost cursed. I tried to, you know, try to reel it in on the show. Holy goodness gracious. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers wants to come and play for this team. Now, it's not all the way over the finish line, but he's made it clear publicly where he stands. So now the pressure's on the Packers to do what's right by their guy, the guy who won them their Super Bowl, the guy who they love, right? It's time. They got to figure it out. But in the process, and you know, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more on, on Aaron Rodgers going forward here, but... The Jets did make a signing, and it was Alan Lazard. So Alan Lazard is the newest New York Jet, and I like the deal a lot. Regardless of whether Rodgers was coming or not, Alan Lazard makes a ton of sense for this team. And no, the difference is, like, people say, oh, you're just recreating the Packers' room. No, Alan Lazard was the Packers' number one wide receiver. He's going to be, like, the third option in the passing attack. He's essentially replacing Corey Davis, which we'll get into in in a second here. But again, I've a very good uh, blocker, 
big outside receiver, uh, red zone threat, can get down the field, someone that Rodgers trusts, which is an added bonus. Great locker room guy, great work ethic. Is a really nice second or third option in the wide receiver room. You have your number one in Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson put up 1,100 yards with the worst quarterback room in the league last year. Lazard had just under 800, I believe, but he's also a touchdown machine. He's put up touchdowns the last two years in that bigger role. He's a good fit. He complements Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson quite well. And that leads you to Corey Davis, who I think you're getting a better version of what Corey Davis was supposed to be. When they signed him a couple of years ago, his AAV on a three-year deal was $12.5 bucks. His cap hit, or, or if they release him, I guess is the better way. The Jets could release him and free up $10.5 million. I think that's the move. I think that's the right thing to do in this spot. And Lazard's deal is what, a four for 44, so it's an $11 million AAV. So it's less money, AAV-wise at least. But he's healthier, he's younger, and has a connection with the quarterback that you're bringing in. Corey Davis was one of the more frustrating players on the Jets over the last two years because there were so many moments where he made just unbelievable catches in really big spots, clutch catches, big plays. You know, in his first year with the Jets, the the touchdown against Carolina, uh, he had the big touchdown uh, against uh, Tennessee on the bomb. He had... Um, he might have had two touchdowns in the Carolina game, but that, that's a conversation for another day. Um, this past year, he had a, a, a big, a, multiple big fourth down catches. Multiple uh, against Pittsburgh, against um, the Minnesota. He had a big catch against the Packers. He's had multiple big plays for this team, but then at the same time, he's missed a lot of games due to injury which is something that he's almost, he's never stayed healthy pretty much his entire career has been an injury problem and drops and penalties. Penalties, drops, injuries were the biggest reason to why it didn't work out with Corey Davis. And I think you move on from him. I think you, I think you cut him. But with Aaron Rodgers, you're just waiting for that. You're waiting for that confirmation now. You're waiting for the trade compensation. What is that trade compensation going to be? Not going to be two first-round picks. I can tell you that much. Sorry, Packers fans, if you're if you're in here watching this. I don't think you're getting the two first-round picks. I'm going to stick to what I originally where I originally was. It's going to be a conditional second. It's going to be a second-round pick this year, and next year's pick is going to be a conditional one. And it could range. It could be a third, depending on a situation. It could be a second or first, whatever. However you want to structure it, next year's pick is going to be the conditional one. This year will be a second-round pick, and I don't think a player is going to be involved. I don't think they're trading Corey Davis to the uh, Packers, which is something that's been mentioned a lot. Reason being, supposedly the Packers uh, expressed interest in trading for Corey Davis at the deadline this past year, um, but now he's going to be on an expiring deal, relatively big cap hit and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be their quarterback. It doesn't really make a ton of sense for them to uh, trade for him. I don't get it. I don't get that one. But right before hopping on this recording, the Jets lost a free agent. So we can get into a little bit of that before we have your voicemails. Only a couple uh, voicemails this week. It's light on the voicemails, which is which is all right, but we, we got we to gotta get those voicemails in. 
I'm sure you're going to want to have your reactions to the Aaron Rodgers news, and we'll we'll be able to do more uh, content and more coverage, obviously, as the, the days and the weeks go on, depending on how long this thing goes on for. Hopefully, there's a resolution ASAP. Who knows? Maybe this could be even a dated episode. Maybe this is going to be out of touch because he does sign. And I'll have to record something and, and slap it on the end or slap it in the beginning. But the Jets lost Sheldon Rankins, which is, yeah, he's a depth player. He, he got a one-year deal, but for relatively good money to go to the Houston Texans, um, not super surprising. They have money to toss around. They were interested in, in him. He'll probably have a bigger role there than he did with the Jets this past year. Good for him. He had a really nice year. He got paid big money. Uh, I would have been willing to go up to probably seven or eight million, but ten and a half, that's a lot for a guy like him. Uh solid player. Again, I don't know if I would go um that high, to be honest with you. But the Jets really do have to figure out a way to bring in some depth on the interior defensive line. And I know that's not a sexy position. I know that's not a position that a lot of people want to talk about. Um because you have Quinn and he's your star there on the interior. But after that. Sheldon Rankin's gone. Nathan Shepard's also gone. He went to sign with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so another rotational guy on that interior is gone. Nathan Shepard, one of the few last remaining Mike McCagnan draft picks on the New York Jets, which is shocking. He was a, a 99-year-old sixth-round pick when he was drafted back in what was that, 2018. He was with the Jets for a long time. Uh, now is going to test his luck in uh, New Orleans. So the Jets do need, I'm going to say, probably one in free agency, and then also in the NFL draft. You, you need to add more there on the interior of that defensive line. And it's not a crazy spend, uh, but it's something that I think they still need to do. And there are some things that they still need to do left in free agency. Interior, uh, defensive line depth. Uh, Nate Herbig's gone, so maybe depth on the interior of the offensive line. I don't expect them to be, to spend big at like offensive tackle or anything like that, but you could look to sign as a center. I think makes a lot of sense bringing in a veteran quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then you could still maybe draft a center in the you know in, in the draft and have him sit behind Ben Jones as someone whose name gets brought up a lot. And I know you're probably tired of me, me uh, saying that name on a stream or on the channel or wherever. But the reason why that one I think makes so much sense is he has the Todd Downing, uh, the relationship. Uh, again, I think that one makes sense for this team, but they they still need to do more. Maybe another safety. Um, Linebacker, I don't expect them to really be that active on in free agency. Although, who knows? Maybe Quan Alexander comes back uh, at the right price. Still more work to be done, but the biggest thing, for obvious reasons, is figuring out what the heck the plan is at the quarterback position. We know the plan. It's Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers wants to come here. We are just waiting on official word of what the actual compensation is for this trade. If we get it while we're recording, I'll react. Or if not, we'll go, you know, we'll go about it when uh when that the time is right and when it comes, but for, for now, it's a little bit of a waiting game, which sucks. The the waiting isn't you know ideal, but he wants to. Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the New York Jets. That's the world that we're living in right now, and I love it. It's awesome. So without further ado, let's hop into those voicemails now. First one is Devin calling in from Nevada. Let's do it. What's going on, Matt? Devin from Nevada here calling in, but uh, this one's not football related, okay? But still, please hear me out, okay? Sure. I, I need your help, Matt. Um, I know you're quite the ladies, man, but I need <laughs> your opinion, okay? All right, here we go. So, 
the big dance is coming up, okay? Uh, two months ago, I asked out the hottest girl in school. All right, I have a big crush on her. I've always liked her, okay? Ariana Rogers, okay? <laughs> uh. And I asked her out, and I said, hey, let me know what you're thinking. And she said, hey, I'll get back to you, but I won't leave you hanging, so I'll let you know what my decision is. And I said, okay, that's cool. I respect it. You know, she's a beautiful girl. I got to court her. You know, I can't just sure. go right at it like a savage. You know, I got to finesse it. So I said, okay, you let me know, all right? Now, that was two months ago, okay? And here's the thing, Matt. The big dance is coming up, uh-huh. okay? And now Ariana Rogers, she's still the hottest girl in school, you know, but I was also looking at this other girl who's really beautiful, okay? Um, and her name is Lamariana Jackson, all right? And now Lamariana, I mean, she's, She's younger, she's in better shape, you know, she's beautiful, right? But she's not Ariana, you know what I mean? So out of respect for Ariana, I wanted to wait for her, but the dance is coming up, man, and she hasn't given me any news. And so at this point, I don't know what color dress she's going to wear. I don't know what tie I should wear. You know, I don't know if I should get a what color corsage or whatever. She doesn't answer me. She doesn't give me any hints. There are no clues, Matt. I'm hurting over here, man. The big dance is coming up, and... I feel like I'm being taken for a schmuck by Miss Ariana Rogers, while Miss Lamariana and, you know, some of my other beautiful uh, free agent, I mean, my other friends are out there in the market. I can't even ask them, hey, you know, what time are you guys going to the dance? I can't even plan with them because I don't know what's going to go on with my main plan with Ariana. You understand what I'm saying here, Matt? I really need help, and I'm starting to feel like Ariana's taking me for a ride, and I feel disrespected by Ariana. And even if Ariana does want to go with me at this point, I kind of feel like she doesn't take me seriously, and it may not work out. I think I may may just be better off by taking out a pretty girl like Lamariana or I don't want to say Jacoby. She's not that pretty, but I'm, t- I'm thinking of another girl, Matt, okay? Don't like the way that Ariana's playing with, my, with me and my emotions. You know what I mean? I'm a grown franchise. I mean, I'm a grown man. And uh, she has me waiting for two months. So I need some help. I need some advice, Matt. What do you think, buddy? Go Jets, man. I can't wait for this Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Ariana person for much longer. So I need a resolution here, pal. Thanks. That was fantastic. That genuinely laughed out loud. So many great, so many great bits in there. That was great. I appreciate it. Well, hopefully, I mean, that that call was... Uh, on Monday. So I hope that you feel a little bit better today as of recording this on, uh, on Wednesday, but you know, it's, I understand where you're coming from. I, if, if for whatever reason, the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers didn't work out and he wasn't going to come to the New York jets, I'd be right there with you. I'd say, yep, you pivot, you move on to Lamar Jackson. And there's risk involved with Lamar Jackson. He's, you know, he was injured the last two years. He's missed five games each of the last two years. You're gonna have to give him a ton of guaranteed money, a big contract, and would, and that would definitely cost you two first round picks. Where Aaron Rodgers, more than likely, he's not going to cost two first round picks. I'm not saying no, don't don't do it. My preference is still Aaron Rodgers and. Obviously, that's where the Jets are. And with Lamar, too, Baltimore has the opportunity to uh, to accept or match. Sorry, that's the word I was looking for. To match whatever offer on the contract that you give them. So if you said, all right, we're going to give you, you know, four years, X amount of million dollars to play football, he signs it, and then Baltimore matches it, he goes back to Baltimore, 
then what do you do? Then what do you do? Because Mike White's in Miami, Baker Mayfield's in Tampa, uh, you have Jacoby Brissett signed in Washington. Somebody went to Atlanta, I forget who, it doesn't matter. Heineke, pretty sure. Then you're screwed. Then you're then you're really screwed. But as, as a pivot point, I completely I I understand the nerves. I was there on Monday. It was scary. We were, it was very scary. We were having a tough time, but it seems like it's trending towards uh, towards the end, which is a a major major win. Thank you, Devin, for calling in. That was genuinely that was awesome. So. Let's go to Peter in the beautiful Hudson Valley who wants to talk about uh, Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, all that stuff. Let's go. Hey, man. It's Peter from up in the beautiful Hudson Valley of New York, or should I say snow-covered valley. <laughs> snow-covered. Uh, after all the snow we received on Tuesday. Uh, not upstate New York, in my opinion. <laughs> That's above us, like Syracuse, central New York, as uh, we were talking in the chat yesterday. Uh, but anyway, calling in uh, because I think today's the day. Uh, Pat McAfee show, 1 o'clock, as you've already noted. Um, hopefully, with Rogers on, we all get off of our ledges. We all can relieve our anxieties, and we all can finally take a breath <laughs> and see if Rogers is going to be a jet at this point. And uh, if the trade goes through, you know, what type of compensation. Uh, so hopefully not giving up too much to get him. And we can finally start to build... Uh, the rest of the team around him. And uh, it's great to see that they had gotten Lazard. That's a good piece, yep. regardless of whether they had gotten Rodgers or not. They needed him. Maybe Corey Davis gets traded uh, in the deal for Rodgers, or maybe he's cut at this point because you obviously don't need both of those guys on the roster. I'm good with them signing Cobb. I'm certainly good with thinking that they really want to bring in Lewis as another tight end, even though the tight end room doesn't really need anybody at this point. Um but obviously the one name on that list that really doesn't make any sense to me, not only because of the money, um, 15 to 20 million a year, is just way too much, is Odell Beckham. Um, I've never been a fan of his, personally. Um, and one main thing that you really don't want to disrupt at this point is the culture. Yeah, it's great to have all these, these players come in and you have a lot of weapons on offense, and you know maybe they even add Jamal Williams at running back. That'd be great, too. But if you bring in Odell Beckham, there's going to be something that's going to happen at some point where he's going to be a big distraction. And you just don't need that with this team. You know, you want the culture to stay the way it is. And they've built it well between Salah and Douglas and the rest of the, the front office staff. So let's hope that they don't necessarily meet all of his, you know, list and, you know, sign everybody, um, including Donald Driver and others. Um, wouldn't that be great? But anyway. Let's uh, let's hope we can all finally take a breath tomorrow uh, after one o'clock with the Pat McAfee show, and uh, let's go Jets. Let's make this season count. Amen, brother. Let's go. Yeah. So on one of my ninety-nine hour live long stream uh, live streams, I said anything above the Bronx is upstate New York, um, which I stand by that. Because <laughs> uh, someone from Syracuse in the, was in the chat, and they were saying that. Uh, I'm in central New York. Well, that doesn't exist. It's uh, it's you're either upstate or downstate. There's no in between. And I have that very, I guess, the metropolitan um, area mindset with that. But I am happy to find out with the list, which I think is the most important part or the biggest factor you brought up in your call, 
And it's something that Aaron Rodgers mentioned on the show with Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk and all those guys. He mentioned the list was BS. He said that's not the case. He goes, we talked about different free agents, but it wasn't, it was never, I'm, you know, this is my list of demands. And he went through each guy. He's like, Alan Lazard, he's like a really good, great teammate. Um, and the other two, Mercedes Lewis and um, and Randall Cobb, like even if he did, if they did bring in those two guys, it's wide receiver five and tight end four. Are we really going to get bent out of shape over those two guys in minimal roles like that? They're going to make two, two and a half, three million dollars in that range combined. The two of them, Randall Cobb would be the Barrios replacement, and a lot cheaper version of Braxton Barrios. I know he's older, but he's so he's older and but he's someone that he's comfortable with the quarterback. And if, if Mercedes Lewis pushes Kenny Abo off the roster, so be it. That is what it is. Odell, I agree with you, though. I, I'm not a, a Odell guy. I don't think it's a good fit for this Jets team because, as we mentioned, he's asking for 15 to $20 million a year. The Jets don't have that kind of space. And it's not really a necessity. You, you could do it if you moved on from Davis and Denzel Mims, probably, I guess. But then, like, I think I'll close with this. In no way, shape, or form are the Jets going to be moving on from Elijah Moore. He's not a part of the trade package, number one, and they're not going to flip him for a second or third round pick or whatever. He's going to be a part of this offense. Move him to the slot and let him do his thing, and I'm sure with good quarterback play and probably away from Mike LaFleur as well, I think he's going to do well. I really do. I think I, I have high hopes for Elijah Moore going into this year. I don't think the Jets are trading him. I really don't. Davis, probably gone. Agree. Corey Davis, more than likely gone. And that's okay because they replaced him with a younger version uh, who's going to fill that role. And I think fill it better, to be completely honest with you. Again, I am very, very happy with the result of today. We are just now we're waiting on the Packers to budge on trade compensation. And that's it. But Aaron Rodgers wants to come back in 2023. He wants to come to the New York Jets. It is going to be a hell of a season coming up. I cannot wait for all content, everything we could dive into, watching this team play. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers running out of the tunnel on opening day. Hell yeah. Let's go. It is time. Win some football games. You have the longest playoff streak, longest playoff drought, I guess is the better way of saying it. The longest playoff drought in the league. End it. End it immediately. So that's going to do it on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Jets episode 160. Once again, my name is Matt O'Leary. Subscribe if you are new, wherever you get the show, in video, in audio form, wherever you get it. I'm Matt. I'll catch you next time. Go Jets.